And a big welcome back to the Sound Museum, the music podcast that explores that personal connection we all have with the music that we listen to. And thank you so much for your support over the last couple of weeks where we're celebrating the Queen of Pop. The first week was dedicated to the 40th anniversary of Madonna's debut album. And last week we celebrated Madonna's many hits from the 80s. Thanks to you for voting for Madonna's Ultimate 80s Countdown. So many amazing songs, so many great albums, of course, like Virgin, Like a Prayer, True Blue, and The Debut. So thank you so much for all the Madonna fans for supporting the podcast and for your love and support on social media. As always, it's greatly appreciated. So for this week's episode, we're going to do something a bit different. Madonna has been through so many format changes since the 80s. How we consume music, how we listen to music, how we promote music. So for this week's episode, we're going to go back and go through the evolution of the music formats. But before we get started, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast provider. That way you won't miss any future episodes and you can also catch up on previous episodes you may have missed as well. If you're using Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave me a lovely review and on Spotify you can leave a star rating and you can also leave some feedback on the podcast as well. So that would be amazing and thank you so much to everyone who has left feedback on the podcast on Spotify thank you so much for your support so the evolution of the music format it's such an interesting topic and I thought let's just go through the various formats over the years and how artists have adapted to those formats over the years for example, artists who started in the 60s, like Diana Ross and the Supremes, Stevie Wonder and Barbara Streisand, how they adapted to the various format changes over the years. So even artists from the 70s, like Alton John, Rolling Stones, Bruce Springsteen, back in those days it was all about concerts and touring. And now those artists are having to do a lot more to promote their music online. So even in the 80s, when I was growing up, artists like Madonna, who we've just profiled the last two weeks, Cindy Lauper, Kylie Minogue, Bon Jovi, all those artists had their fan bases by physical formats over the years, and now they're having to adapt the new way of promoting new music through streaming, through downloads, through different formats. But a big plus for artists who got their start in the 60s, 70s, 80s, even 90s, the fans back in those days bought physical formats. Now a lot of those artists are releasing different formats to cater for those dedicated fans, which I think is fantastic. So aside from the various format changes over the years, one thing has remained constant, and that is the radio. Back in 1923, radio first started here in Australia. And I remember when I was a kid growing up in the late 70s, 80s in Auckland, New Zealand, 
The radio was my best friend. I would listen to the radio all the time in my bedroom. Even in the car, I would always pester dad to put the radio on. <laughs> In 1948, the first vinyl LP was first introduced by Columbia Records, and that was the start of the vinyl revolution. The following year, in 1949, the first 45-inch record was also introduced by RCA Records. And you'll always remember that lovely sound when you first got your vinyl. Ah, brings back so many memories. I bought so many 45-inch records when I was a kid in the 80s. They were so cheap, about $1 to $2 normally, with a 12-inch vinyl going for about 5 or $6. Each week, I would go into my local mall and buy the latest 45-inch vinyl. So each week, I would go into my local shopping centre. Now, back in those days, we had H&V and then brushes. So I was constantly in that shop. If they didn't have the vinyl that I wanted, I'll go along the main street to the second record shop called Record Plant. And back in those days, sometimes when you went into the mall, they didn't have what you're looking for, which is really, really annoying. So often you'd have to make do by recording the song off the radio using your cassette player. The beautiful sound of the cassette. First introduced back in 1963 by Philips. 1964 also saw the introduction of blank cassettes. Now this is where I have such fond memories from back in the day. I used to buy heaps of blank cassettes and record my favorite songs from the radio, making mixtapes for my friends. So we were doing those dodgy things even back in those days. <laughs> And sometimes if you didn't have the album that you wanted, you would borrow the album from a friend and copy it onto your blank cassette. And I would also make mixtapes for the car when mum and dad would take me on road trips and holidays. It was so much fun. And that was our Spotify of the 80s. Talking of recording songs from the radio, you would always hope and pray that the DJ would not speak over the start and the end of the track so you can get the perfect version on your mixtape. In 1982, cassette singles were released. I used to buy heaps of cassette singles, orca singles back in the day. They were so cheap, about 2 to $3. And when you're also buying the latest music magazines, your pocket money didn't really go very far. So you had to sort of budget, or in my case, pester my dad for some more money. <laughs> So we've gone through vinyl and cassettes. The next format came in in 1982, the CD, co-developed by Philips and Sony. The 
the gorgeous sounds of the CD. Now, the CD first began to take off about 1985, and by about 1988, CD sales had taken over vinyl, and by 1989, they'd also taken over sales of the cassette. So the CD soon reigned supreme. CD sales were massive in the 90s, and record companies made an absolute fortune off CDs. I got my first CD player back in 1988 from Kmart, and I remember buying a few CDs to go with it, including Kylie Minogue's debut album, and I think an album from Paula Abdul. So not only were CD albums really popular in the 90s, also the CD singles really took off from the late 80s and exploded in the 90s. In 1998, I actually went to Europe for six months, but I had no music to listen to. So I bought a Discman in Ireland so I could play all the CDs I bought when I was in Europe. Early singles from Steps, there was also Celine Dion, Mariah Carey, Boyzone, all bought on my travels through Europe in 1998. I used to buy heaps of CD singles, especially when I moved here to Australia in 2000. I was constantly going to H&V in Burke Street and the H&V in Paran used to import all the great pop singles from the UK, which I used to always get. I used to like Jerry Halliwell, Kylie Minogue, Steps. I used to buy all those imported CD singles from the UK, but they were quite expensive back in the day, about $15 each. But because we couldn't get them in Australia, that was your only option. 1992 would change music forever with the introduction of the mp3 digital file. In 1987, the developer of the mp3 used this track by Suzanne Vega as a test song for the mp3. A test song for the very first MP3 by the developer in 1987. MP3s were all the rage back in the late 90s with the introduction of Napster. Peer-to-peer file sharing started. Oh my goodness, what a time for music and a time for the music industry. Everyone used Napster. You will buy blank CDs and make CD compilations and playlists. Like back in the day when I used to record songs from the radio, but this was on a totally different level. The introduction of Napstar was quick and hard, and the music industry had no backup plan. All the money they made from physical music in the 80s and huge CD sales in the 90s were quickly slipping away from the record companies. As I just mentioned, everyone used to use Napstar, and a lot of my lovely friends used to make me CD compilations for me, which was absolutely beautiful. And when I play those CDs now, it just brings back so many lovely memories from that time. So in some ways, it was bad for the music industry, but in other ways, it was really lovely. Bringing friends together 
and making each other CD compilations. Such great memories for me. 2001, iTunes was first introduced on Mac computers, but in 2003, the iTunes store was first introduced. And this was Apple's way of combating piracy by having users to log on to iTunes and purchasing their music digitally from the iTunes store. A few years later, in 2007, Apple introduced the very first iPhone, which meant now we could listen to music via our phone on the go. And this is how most of us now consume our music. Also in 2007, the vinyl format started to increase again in popularity, which was surprising to me, given the push for digital music. In 2009, Aussie music store JB Hi-Fi stopped selling CD singles. I remember this time, and this was a really, really sad time for music because I still love buying CD singles. I love that physical format. Being a massive Kylie fan, Madonna, Steps, Danny Minogue, I used to always buy their music on physical formats. And when they stopped selling the CD singles, that was a really, really sad time for music fans. But just around the corner was something that would change the music industry forever, and that was streaming. Want a break from the ads? If you tap now to watch a short video, you'll receive 30 minutes of ad-free music. In 2012, Spotify was first introduced to Australia. That was founded in Sweden in 2006. And in 2015, Apple started their music streaming service, Apple Music. Now, during this time, I was working in radio and we were still being serviced with CDs. Also, there was an online platform for media to log into to download music digitally for the radio and for our various radio shows. So back in those days, music was at my fingertips. Personally, I didn't join a streaming service until 2016 when I moved back to Auckland due to my mum being unwell at the time. And I didn't have access to all my CDs here in Australia. So I joined Spotify for the first time and I have not looked back. Moving back to vinyl, as I said previously, from about 2007, vinyl started to increase again in popularity and now it is absolutely huge. Just last year in 2022, for the first time since the 80s, sales of vinyl took over CD sales in the US and it is now the preferred physical format amongst collectors. Artists have also tapped in onto the vinyl revolution by releasing their music on vinyl for the very first time, especially those artists from the 90s like Mariah Carey. These days, artists have really tapped into the vinyl craze by releasing different coloured vinyl for their new releases. A prime example of this is upcoming Kylie Minogue album Tension, which has various vinyl editions. With the vinyl format being huge again all over the world, hot on its tails is the cassette. The cassette is making a comeback. Artists are now tapping into that new market by releasing their music on cassette as well. I never thought I would see the day where cassettes were coming back, but that's where it's heading. Could CDs be next? I hope so, because I've got heaps of CDs and I love the format. These days in 2023, streaming music holds over 80% of the market, with physical sales a little more than 10%, 
with digital downloads less than 5%. So by the looks of things, streaming is here to stay, but I think over time, physical formats will start increasing because people want that physical product. They love the cover art, they love the liner notes, you can't get that off a stream. Make sure you're following the show on Facebook, Twitter, slash X, Instagram, TikTok, and now Threads. I would love to hear your feedback on how you consume your music these days. And if you still buy physical formats on vinyl, cassette, or CD, do let me know this week on my socials. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, The Evolution of the Music Formats. And stay tuned over the next two weeks. I'm celebrating two of my favorite albums by one of my favorite divas. Stay tuned to my social media this weekend to find out who that is. But until then, you have a great week. Take care and I will see you next week. Need a lot of it, but the need a lot of it.